Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Oh, well, welcome to... <laughs> Apparently had a memory loss there for a minute, but good morning. So glad you decided to join us for Q&A. The number is up on the screen. Uh, so we would encourage you, if you have questions from today's message this morning, that you would text them in so we'd have an opportunity to answer those for you. And as usual, we always encourage that if you have something in your mind that you're wondering about, likely other people right. do as well. So we really would encourage you to text that in this morning. This week. Totally agree. Continue through Nehemiah. Um, this morning... Um, as we were talking about this and at the end, praying, um, my volunteer team of photographers really came to mind. Oh. Just how grateful I am yeah. for them. I can technically take pictures, but that is not, <laughs> and I'm getting better at it, but it's not my well, like forte. Technically, you mean you have the skill to I do it. I have the okay. skill to do it, but right. it is not my gifting. Right. Um, and because of that incredible team of volunteer photographers, yeah. I'm then able to do other responsibilities that I have during right. events and things. And I just, a true gratitude that the Lord has gifted them and that yeah. they've stepped forward. And so that kept coming to mind, like they're That's doing good, their Tracy. part of their wall. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because, yeah, the <clears throat> how grateful would have builders been been for guards. Right. right? Absolutely. And for carriers. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, if you're rebuilding a wall, you're carrying, the carriers are carrying some huge loads. So um, I was, I too think regularly when I show up on a Sunday morning, uh, the part of the amazement for me is how many people are long here before I get here. Mm -hmm. And people, guys are out blowing the campus, uh, cleaning up the campus, there's Always people setting up tables and chairs up and making signage. coffee. Yeah. Yes, they're putting out signs. The band's already in the auditorium practicing. People are brewing coffee. Uh, that amount of uh, volunteer serving is really amazing and super, super grateful. And awesome. that really is, like I've said, that's like with 50% of our folks serving. So I always wonder, wow, what would the Lord do more through us if indeed we had everybody fully engaged, mm. if we engaged, we were, if we were Ephesians 4, 16, uh, really happening, every joint supplying what each part is intended to supply. So, uh, but I appreciate that sometimes we think about the 50% who aren't serving mm -hmm. and fail to say, uh, way to go. Thank you for all who are serving. Yeah. So grateful. Yes. Um, so question here actually about being equipped to do that. How do yeah. we know what we are equipped to do? Yeah. How do we know what we're equipped to do? Okay. Well, I, I if by that we mean how God has gifted us uh, to do, the best way to do that is to say, where's a need? And let me start to serve in that capacity. Nobody serves around, picks an area, and is bound for life. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not a contract. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, to use the analogy of the scripture, if you're if you're an elbow but don't you know you're not an elbow yet and you show up into the department or the area of where hearing is needed you'll probably pretty quickly go, hmm, I'm not the best at 
what I'm doing here. Uh, two words that I think are important to remember are these two words, fruitful and fulfilled. Mm. I think when, when we serve in the crosshairs of who God has made us to be, and not only who He's made us to be, but serve in a, in a capacity, in a, in a place where we are gifted to serve, um, we will experience fruitfulness. Because fruitfulness is dependent upon the Lord working. I can be busy, but not fruitful. And if I'm busy, but not fruitful, then I might want to ask myself, maybe I'm serving outside of a realm where God has gifted me. Because where there's the gifting of God, I think there is supernatural work. So Mm. fruitfulness. Where there's fruitfulness, then comes a fulfillment. There is a, a sense of, wow, I am being an instrument in and through which the Lord is working. I think Paul, um, I referenced this verse, I think, um, some weeks back, but Philippians chapter 3 um, is a place where um, I'm often, I mean, it's chapter 2, Verse 17, but even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. I think what he's saying there is that because he's serving in a manner in which God has gifted him, which he's equipped to do, he is fruitful, their faith is growing, and he has great joy in it, joy that is greater even than the sacrifice that the serving takes. And so, uh, that's, that's what I would hope for me. It's what I'd hope for you. It's what I'd hope for everybody in our body, that there would be a growing sense of where I'm serving, I'm experiencing fruitfulness and fulfillment because I'm fruitful because I'm doing what God has gifted me to do and fulfilled because I am experiencing the joy of being used by the Lord. There really is a joy there yeah. and in so many ways. And so maybe I got a little lost in the in that description of those two words to go back to the question. Um, so serve somewhere. And if you're not fruitful or fulfilled, then you may go, well, where else is there a need? Let me mm-hmm. start there. So you may start in the nursery and end up leading a family group, or you may end up, you may start leading a family group, but end up in the nursery. Right. Uh, there is not more spiritual places to serve. There's just fruitful and fulfilling places for you mm-hmm. to serve. So uh, that might take a little trial and error. But it, don't be discouraged if you don't find the perfect spot the first time. Where, where's the first place you started serving at the chapel? I'm trying to remember. I think as a greeter. I okay. think that was one of the first places. Oh, a nursery. Actually, nope. It was nursery. Nursery. <laughs> it was nursery, yeah. yeah. And some some people would go, oh, don't give me a baby. It was but so you felt fun. comfortable I loved holding it. a baby. Mm-hmm. I'd never held a baby till our son was born. Because I was like, mm, I don't think I'm good at holding babies. Well, I, it was, I was afraid. With, like one year old. Like, oh, okay. We didn't start. I didn't start with, like infants. Mm. I was in the same boat until Evelyn was born. I don't know that I'd ever held an infant. Before. Oh, seriously. So we started, and I babysat a lot, but just bigger kids, <laughs> <laughs> just not infants. Um, so we started yeah. with 
were toddlers in the nursery. And it was fun. So you go if you go to our website, cfcjacks.com, there's a place there. I think it's under serving mm-hmm. uh, where you can find immediate opportunities where you could begin to help and just look for one that strikes you that you think, I think I'd be fruitful at that, and then try it and see. Yeah, it's uh, cfcjacks.com slash serve. Backslash um, serve. Forward slash. Forward slash. Any slash or. <laughs> Will it? No, forward slash. Oh, okay. Um, and then you'll find <laughs> everything there, immediate needs, and has descriptions. And okay. So would encourage you. And if you have questions, reach out to us at info at cfcjacks, and we'll get you connected and answer That's any good. questions you have. Good. Um, so with surveying question here, when I serve, what am I asking or expecting God to do in and through me? Hmm. When I serve, what am I asking or expecting God to do in and through me? Well, first in me, when I serve, I'm, I'm wanting and expecting that I will discover what it means to depend upon the Lord, uh, to obey the Lord, even if it's not convenient or it's hard at times. Mm. So I think I think we th- I appreciate this question. I think we tend to think of what the Lord does through us when we serve. Mm-hmm. But it's actually often first what the Lord does in us in our obedience and how we experience Him. When we serve, there is an experiencing of God that moves from the theoretical something I've talked about to something that I know now by experience. Perfect example, I think, of this, Tracy, is that we we started Power Up Clubs, and we do Power Up Clubs for the sake of impacting this community with the gospel. Mm-hmm. What we did not realize was how much the Lord would use it in the lives of our students as they learned to pour their lives out for the sake of the gospel in children all across our city. So, Mm -hmm. we started serving with a goal intended, and it became a discipleship process of our students. So, um, we still do it for the purpose of reaching the community, but we see great value in what it does in our students. So, Mm -hmm. I would say I would anticipate you growing in the Lord, experiencing the Lord, learning dependence on the Lord. Uh, When we serve, there's often a greater sense of learning to pray because we're Mm -hmm. now asking the Lord to work through us. There's often a a greater need, uh, felt need for the scriptures because we want the Lord to guide us. So, I think there's a lot of what God does in us in our serving. And then the question of what do we expect the Lord to do through us when we serve? Mm -hmm. Uh, Expect there's a tricky word. But I expect the Lord, I expect the Lord to do what He wants. I can ask him when I serve, um, when I serve this week and teach the students in the evenings. I ask the Lord to speak to them, to grow them up, mature them in their faith. Uh, I ask the Lord for some who are not yet born again, who think they're born again, but are not yet born again, to be born again. Mm -hmm. So that's what I ask the Lord. I'm a little reluctant to say expect the Lord to do something because uh, 
I'm not imposing my desires upon what the Lord intends to do. And if I expect the Lord to do something and he doesn't, then I can be frustrated or mad, uh, disappointed with the Lord because I had an expectation for him to do something beyond what he intended to do. And uh, he may be doing things that I indeed hope he does, but my eyes can't see them yet. Sometimes the Lord works in ways that we don't know or we don't see until later, sometimes much later. So, uh, I'm wrestling with, I'm wanting to make sure we we expect the Lord to work through us, to do His work, but we don't always see it, mm-hmm. and it's not always in the manner in which we think it will take place. So, we, we trust Him to be our full supply, and we trust Him to do what He intends to do. Uh, we've talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 3 a lot where Paul, where Apostle Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but it's God who gives the increase. So, right. we expect him to give the increase, but what level of increase is up to him? Hmm. That is true. Yeah, and it really is freeing to know that it's the Lord's work, that yeah. I'm just the instrument. I'm not responsible for someone else's choices <laughs> in their relationship yes. um, or their coming to the Lord. I am the instrument um, for them to do that. It really is freeing that we get to take that part right. of the co-laboring right. with the Lord. And I'm grateful that we get to participate, but it's also not our, that part's not our responsibility. And I think one of the most freeing parts of that is not only it's not my responsibility is that... I don't have to be an expert yes, in order to be used by the Lord because when I think it's up to me, then I have to have, I have to be good at it in order for it to be fruitful. All this knowledge and understanding and study. Yeah. And so here is, here's been a a section of scripture that has really encouraged me over the years. Um, Paul says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Mm. So, I love the fact that that Paul doesn't preach because he thinks, well, I'm a persuasive p- preacher. Right. He preaches because he knows, number one, that's God's calling on his life. And number two, he knows that if a person is going to come to Christ, it's going to be because of the demonstration of the power of the Spirit. Right. And therefore, people aren't going to be dependent upon him. They're going to be dependent upon the Lord. They're not going to worship him. They're going to worship the Lord. So actually, it's when we're willing to share, serve, in places where we're weak and feel inadequate, mm-hmm. that often um, the Lord uses the most because we're not dependent upon we're not depending upon ourselves. So that is it is very um, relieving, mm-hmm. releasing uh, that I don't have to convince somebody. You um, know, there's. I think of of this pressure to teach in a manner that people go, oh, that was awesome. Now, I want to be able to teach in a manner that people go, I heard from hmm. the Lord, the demonstration of the Spirit. So, that's that's the goal, and that is very freeing to be able to say it's up to Him. 
And you mentioned um, an opportunity to worship the Lord or the Lord to be worshiped rather than yeah. us to be able to say and acknowledge this is my weakness, mm-hmm. Lord, use it. Right. And then to see him work is such a powerful moment to right. be able to then worship him at a whole different level when you see how he took your weakness and used it for his glory. It's it's really powerful. Yeah. And I'm really <laughs> praying that for the students this week too. Yeah, because we do we tend to do what we feel comfortable or good yes. at doing. And we go, well, I'm not good at that, so I'm not going to do that. Now, not even going to Again, try it. Uh, I've said before, that doesn't mean I should go lead music. Same here. I am not. I know I'm not going <laughs> to We music. should not yeah, do a we duet. We should not do that. That would be terrible. Uh, uh, well, it would be terrible on my Might part. I don't know about uh, Yeah, which would be terrible. Um, it would be terrible because we're not good at that. So, But that doesn't mean that if some situation where it was necessary. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> that we say, well, we can't do it. Sometimes there's, like we saw in the text this morning, mm-hmm. at some point there's a rally and let's do whatever is needed. So. Right. Uh, so I do sing, even though I don't sing well. I sing actually pretty loudly in the church. Uh, I, I I think that's uh, we should do uh, all that the Lord calls us to, whether we feel adequate to do it or not. And uh, I hear lots of when it comes to like sharing the gospel. When we ask folks why they have not shared the gospel. Because lots of people admit, I haven't shared the gospel. I don't feel equipped. Mm -hmm. And I think what that means is I don't feel like I have everything I need to be able to convince or persuade a person. Well, you know, we'll never have that. Right. To be equipped Mm -hmm. with the gospel is to say, do I know the gospel? Can I simply share the gospel? that God created me for a relationship with him, but sin has broken that relationship. Christ has died to take the sin away so that I could be restored, not by what I do, but what he's done for me and trusting in him. That's the gospel. Uh, I, think we're, I think we are equipped with the gospel. What we mean when we say that is, I don't feel like I can persuade somebody, and that is... That is God's responsibility. Ours is to proclaim it. His is to change the heart and to speak to the heart. Absolutely. Um, And as we kind of wrap here this morning, as all of these students go out into our community to proclaim the gospel, how would you encourage us to pray for them this week? Well, first of all, I would encourage you to pray. You know, I think we assume people pray. But Mm -hmm. life gets busy and your, your week will be full and you might forget to pray. Part of human responsibility and divine involvement is the human responsibility of saying, pray. Mm, so, uh, let me encourage you, maybe set a time, maybe pick a, a, a time of a club at 10 o'clock in the morning or at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or at 6.45 in the, afternoon, in the evening. P- pick a time where you're going to specifically pray, or maybe you're going to pray for them at nine o'clock at night when we take time to teach the scriptures to them, or you'll pick a time of the day and then pray. And then you can pray lots of things for them, but you might either pray for them, God's work in them, or you might pray, as you described it, God's work through them. I would also um, ask you to pray for kids to show up. Mm-hmm. Because they can't receive if they're not there. And 
and pray that the Lord graciously gives us conducive weather. Mm-hmm. It's up to him. We do it rain or shine, but uh, when it's not lightning, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's better. More so, people are likely to walk down to the yes, houses. So. Yes. Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for joining us this morning and really would ask for you to pray and follow us on social this week to see all the fun going on for Power Up Clubs. Yeah. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about